Support for MindShift comes from Landmark College, offering a fully online graduate-level certificate in learning differences and neurodiversity programs. Visit landmark.edu slash certificate to learn more. Hey, it's Glenn Washington from Snap Judgment. And if you love what you're hearing, and I know you love what you're hearing, please consider becoming a KQED member special access to cool events, behind-the-scenes footage, and so much more. Plus, you'll sleep better at night knowing you did your part for the community you depend upon. It's in you. Please be in it. Visit donate.kqed.org slash podcasts to sign up now. That's podcast with an S. Thanks. From KQED. Welcome to MindShift, the podcast about the future of learning and how we raise our kids. I'm Ki Sung. Today, we're talking about the great resignation among teens. I think that the great resignation, it feels like it's been a long time coming. Maybe we don't need to go to college or maybe I can start my own business or even if I do go to college, I should go to college for things that I love. What even is the meaning of life? What is my purpose? After reflecting in isolation, millions of adults got fed up and voluntarily quit their jobs in record numbers. And teenagers have also been ready for a change. But what does it look like? Today on MindShift, we're talking to Caroline Smith about the great resignation and what it looks like for schools. All over the country, we need to improve reading in Wisconsin. Schools are changing the way they teach reading. I'm calling for a renewed focus on literacy. We have gotten this wrong in New York and all across the nation. And it's happening because of a podcast. I think your podcast has changed my life. And I'm going to share this podcast with everyone I meet. Sold a Story investigates how teaching kids to read went wrong. New episodes of Sold a Story are available now. Hi there, I'm Randa Dirfetah from Throughline. If you're listening to this podcast, you know that KQED produces exceptional storytelling that keeps you informed, inspired, and entertained. Their podcasts cover issues from your neighborhood to the entire country and everything in between. Support this work today. You can help us continue to bring quality podcasts to your ears. Just head to donate.kqed.org podcast. That's donate.kqed.org slash podcast. Caroline Smith is a reporter and producer at KQED, and she reported a story from MindShift all about the great resignation for teens. Hi, Caroline. Hi, Q. Let's start with one of the students you talked to for this story, Melody Dow. Who is she and what pushed her to this point of reconsidering everything? Yeah, so before the pandemic, Melody was a straight A, multiple AP class student. I used to be such a huge perfectionist. Every single minor detail has to be perfect. And she found that when school went online, she just couldn't focus on school the way she once had. She started thinking about how many things were happening in the world, especially in the context of a global pandemic. People have lost family members, they've lost friends, they've lost other important figures in their life. And it's just really hard to go through all of that, but then receive a notification on your phone saying, your teacher posted a new math assignment. It's due tonight at 11.59 p.m. And so for her, she realized that the stakes of the world were a lot bigger than whether or not she got 
perfect grades in school. And this was a realization that seemed really common among the straight A kind of students I spoke with. That sounds like a lot for any student to hold in. Yeah, another student I spoke with, Ian Sito, said that moving to online school almost caused him to lose his identity. He said that moving from a straight-A student who felt motivated in person to a student who couldn't achieve the grades he once had online made him feel as though he lost some of himself. It was a hard realization to realize that I wasn't the student that I was before and I, I couldn't be as motivated as I was before. And he said losing that sense of self was an unexpected consequence of the pandemic. Caroline, zooming out more broadly, what else are you seeing that contributes to this feeling of great resignation among teens? Across the board, students are experiencing a lot more stress. Many students took on increased caregiving responsibilities, whether that meant watching their younger siblings while parents went off to work, helping out around the house, cleaning, cooking. And some students ended up taking more hours at their jobs to support their families. There was just a lot already on teenagers. And then for them to also have to try their best at school, it really illuminated for many of the teens I spoke with how they maybe shouldn't be putting in untold amount of effort to get certain grades when that wouldn't be what would be most important in their lives. Well, I'm sure this is resonating with a lot of our adult listeners. In November 2021, for example, a record 4.5 million adults voluntarily left their jobs. And while we can't say if they just switched or retired, adults need a change. And some felt, you know, their jobs were unfulfilling, just tired. Um, so if quitting is what the Great Resignation looked like for adults, how might it apply to schools, which are a little tougher these days to just drop out of? Right, yeah. Most high school students can't just quit school right ahead. There was an analysis from Chalkbeat that found that even though graduation rates went up in 2020 because a lot of high schools waived graduation requirements, we started seeing some declines in 2021. And while those declines were between zero and two percent, they weren't massive and they didn't actually interrupt ongoing five year trends of increased graduation rates for students. They were still slight dips. And I think when we really start to examine those dips, we can also look to the fact that the National Student Clearinghouse Research Center published in January 2022 that there was a 6.6% decline in undergraduate enrollment from fall 2019 to fall 2021. So we're seeing that some students might be deciding to not finish high school, even if that is just a slight decrease. It was a decrease during the pandemic, and we're seeing that same decrease in undergraduate freshman admittance. So for the students who did stay in school uh, and are thinking about college, what did the great resignation mean for them? Ian Sito told me that a lot of his friends started reconsidering their majors for college. Friends changing their majors to something that they're possibly more passionate about or just exploring passions in their new school. I find that for a lot of us, we're just trying to find a balance. And I think that really started during shelter in place. For students with the benefit of additional free time or with more time spent at home, they started looking at hobbies and asking themselves what they wanted to do with their lives. Ian started sewing. I made a backpack from scratch. I went to my local fabric store and sourced everything else. And so I made the pattern by myself. 
the thing that I'm most proudest of is the occasional, oh, where did you get your backpack from? And I can tell them, oh, I made it myself. I sewed it myself. Melody Dow started her own podcast and realized that she's passionate about speaking to students around the world. Hello, everyone. My name is Melody, and welcome to my podcast, Study Break. I'm currently a sophomore in high school. Other students taught themselves how to code. There was a lot of different interests that students finally got the chance to dive into. And once they got the chance to dive in, they started thinking about school in a different way and wondering how they can approach school in a way that best serves their interests and what they want to do with their lives. Well, Caroline, what you're describing is what we cover a lot in MindShift, which is intrinsic motivation. And teachers and parents go to great lengths to tap intrinsic motivation in students because it's really hard when, you know, you're focused on external factors. Uh, So this is really fantastic. Um, Caroline, did students say anything about the kind of schoolwork they were given? Uh, Because, you know, there's no shortage of criticism when it comes to curriculum and how meaningless it felt, especially during distance learning. Yeah, Danielle Ma, one student I spoke with, told me that before the pandemic, she would kind of just do school. I came to that realization when I was writing, like preparing stuff for my college apps, asking myself these questions like, why do I even go to class? And during that period of online learning, she started really figuring out what she was passionate about. And for her, it was English class. She realized she loved English class. I have like really entertaining or like insightful readings. And the class discussion is really good. I enjoyed writing, so I wanted to get better, not for an A, but so I could write better. And once she reapproached in-person school, she said that she suddenly was able to pick up on which assignments were busy work and which ones furthered her love of learning. And Danielle said that she noticed this among her classmates, too. She found that they were advocating for more meaningful work, not just busy work. They wanted more class discussions about exciting, invigorating texts rather than just homework assignments to prove that they'd read it. That sounds like a teacher's dream come true, fully engaged class. Just to switch over to retention as an example. When a business is concerned about an employee leaving, they have their list of strategies like how to pay the employee more, give them more PTO, or maybe flexible hours. When it comes to students, what kind of adjustments did you hear students ask for in schools? The students I spoke with said that it's for sure mental health reforms. Melody Dow pointed out specific reforms she'd like to see schools make. She said that peer counseling is just so important for students that schools can't overlook that. Chatting with those in your grade, conversing with them about your situation and learning theirs, it really makes you feel less alone and you feel like there's someone there supporting you. Ian Sito slightly disagrees with that. He thinks that students might not take up school resources. Although this isn't exactly true, I think a lot of us had this mindset that we didn't want school to help us because at the end of the day, the people in school didn't really know what we were going through. It's almost like, oh, like you put us through this. How could you know what we're going through? 
But at the same time, Melody really raised that peer counseling in person can help provide a structural way for students to talk out the mental health challenges they've faced since the onset of the pandemic. She said that at the very beginning of the pandemic, students might have been more open online because they could post behind a handle. They didn't have to make that face-to-face connection. And now that students are readjusting to in-person school, they find themselves more trepidatious. In person, if you actually talk about it, it's, I guess, more vulnerable. And people can see your struggle through, like, your eyes. And I think you mentioned this in your reporting, which is just because teens are talking to one another, that doesn't mean they're talking about mental health issues and how to address them. Right. Yeah. So having an official school program and set space for that can help students open up. These students shared so many insights with you. What did they say about what the teachers were doing that was helpful? Yeah, Melody Dow told me about teachers who let students just take a quick two-minute walk around the school as a reset during class, and she thinks that makes a real difference for concentration. Sirahasa Nalamothu, another student I spoke with, told me that she's noticing teachers encouraging more socialization than she did before the pandemic. They let you socialize. They know the value of it, and they know that we haven't had it. What I've noticed is that more and more of my teachers are tolerating like a little bit of like talkiness and letting us talk in between transition points. She said that students' attention spans aren't what they were before the pandemic, and also because she feels as though she's able to learn better when she senses some form of real-world application to what she's learning. So, for instance, she noticed that the early 1900s pandemic only got one paragraph in her history book. And I just felt like their stories were forgotten. Like, the people... They basically had gone through the same thing we're going through right now. Like It just felt sort of disheartening to see everything summed up in a single paragraph on one page. And I just want to make sure that doesn't happen with coronavirus. She decided to launch a community time capsule for her local town. And I'm really glad my community is mobilizing behind me too. Like, I just want to make sure we aren't a paragraph on a page in a textbook. You know, like, we're more than that. So, yeah. It's these kinds of real-world ways of taking what they're learning and thinking about how it applies to their lives that students say they value and appreciate when it's encouraged by their teachers. Caroline, one last question. Is there anything you think students really want adults to hear and absorb? Yeah, I think students want adults to know that this isn't just teen angst. While a lot of students might just be expected to reprioritize during their adolescence, these students say it's a lot more than that. They are living through a pandemic. They have had to reassess how they think about school, and they want schools to understand that the mental health reforms they're demanding and the ways that schools can encourage students' individual preferences shouldn't just be for this generation. They should be for generations to come. Thanks so much, Caroline. Thanks, Keith, for having me. Caroline Smith is a reporter and producer at KQED. She reported a story for MindShift all about the great resignation for teens. MindShift is produced by me, Ki Sung, Nima Gobier, and Kiana Mogadam. Our editor is Jessica Placek. Seth Samuels is our sound designer. Jen Chien is our head of podcasts. And Holly Kernan is KQED's chief content officer. If you love MindShift and enjoyed this episode, leave us a review on your favorite podcast app. 
It's a helpful way for people to find out about the show, and it helps us keep going. Thank you for listening. Do you love learning about the San Francisco Bay Area? It's history, it's people, it's unique blend of cultures? Then you should check out The Bay Curious Book. I'm Katrina Schwartz, editor and producer on The Bay Curious Podcast, and I'm here to let you know that for the month of May, we've worked out a sweet deal for KQED podcast listeners. Right now, you can get The Bay Curious ebook for $1.99. That's right, $1.99. Just search for Bay Curious wherever you get your ebooks or find a link in our show notes. This offer does expire at the end of the month, though, so you'll want to act on it fast. Happy reading! Hey, it's Avery Truffleman, host of Articles of Interest. And I've got to say, I've been a fan of KQED ever since I was a little kid, and I would come out to San Francisco to visit my grandma. It was just what we'd always turn on every time we got in the car, every time we were making dinner and turning on the radio. It was always KQED. And then over the years, I've become a massive fan of KQED podcasts because this is local reporting at its best. These are answers to questions you've always wanted to know, interviews with exciting, unusual voices, necessary journalism, all told with love and care and artistry. And did you know that a majority of KQED's funding actually comes from members? It's just people like you and me supporting the programs they love while also getting access to cool events, behind-the-scenes footage, and so much more. If you want to sign up and be a part of this amazing community, visit donate.kqed.org slash podcasts to become a member today. That's podcasts with an S. Thank you for listening, and thank you for your support.